0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Puget Systems Podcast Live Q and A Show. This week uh, we have one of my most favorite people to talk to, uh, Dr. Don Kinghorn, our uh, scientific computing advisor here at Puget Systems. Welcome, thank you, John, for uh, Dr. Don, for taking time out of the day for to join us today, talking about a um, couple couple big ones. I think, um, or at least to me, this would be very interesting. Docker without Docker and uh, and then and then the A one hundred, which we we're saying is uh the like the new Tesla card, new te- yeah. sort of. But they seem to be dropping the model names like that, like like they did with the
1: Quadro. It's yeah. it's not a
0: Quadro yeah. anymore. It's just
1: yeah, they 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 have them in different classes now. Mm-hmm. You know they they basically there's compute, um, which is what you know Tesla used to be. You know that that's it's officially compute then you've got like quadro which is now uh i think professional they just call it professional or something okay and then you've got um uh gaming or something like that yeah you know consumer or something i'm not sure yeah but It's,
0: it's hard to it's hard though because it's then it's like if we talk, well, I guess, you know, the RTX 6000, I guess you just kind of just assume that the, if it's in the thousands range like that, then it's a quadro and it's then, quadro, yeah. And, and so in this case, A, I imagine then stands for Ampere, right? Yes. The new, the new yes, architecture for them. So cool. Well, where would you like to start then, Don? Well,
1: um, I think probably, um, uh, probably talking about the uh, A100. Sure, that, sure. Uh, that's the i've said this before about nvidia gpus but it's the oh, most yeah. incredible computing device um i've ever used yeah yeah okay i mean it's amazing and you'll see why it's 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 just crazy good um the uh i i i do want to talk about enroute i'll probably talk about EnRoute at um in uh more of a kind of a separate thing True. Sure. Like a different um, stream or just later on? A different stream, yeah. You know, okay. I'll, I'll mention it uh, because I, I use root for running containers that uh, uh, for doing all this benchmarking, and it, it's my default. It's been my default uh, container runtime for a long time. I haven't used Docker for ages. Wow. Which is actually, that's kind of interesting, especially talking with you because um, when I was first doing Docker, we were you were doing yeah. the Twitch stream. And uh, I wrote a whole, a whole series on on Docker and you know what it was and how to use it, and as pre- specifically how to set it up so that it's actually kind of usable mm-hmm. for on a workstation for an individual. Um, but uh, uh, it, one of our one of our streams became a, a reference document at NVIDIA. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it was liked because of the uh, the people that were working on Docker and containers and stuff there got tired of answering questions and uh yeah this is just a little funny story but at um so so a few of my posts got became just like official references at nvidia and and then um at at gtc um around that time um i was looking for the 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 docker guys yeah okay i was looking for uh I was looking for it. I went over to the Nvidia booth, and I was going, "Yeah," and he's going, "Oh, how oh, there's a company here that's doing um, uh, w- really cool stuff with Docker, and uh, I think there's somebody over there that really knows, you know, what they're doing and and talk about." It. And he was all excited about it because he knew what I was talking about, and he's going, "Oh yeah, yeah, let me take you over there." And he took me, he took me over to our booth.
0: Oh no way! <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like
0: this is my booth, man. <laughs> yeah, like, it was funny. Oh, that's cool, but um, it's it's always excited to know like when something casual like that like we weren't trying to do anything really super professional. It was just kind of a rundown of what Docker is and like the technology behind it and and how it's helpful and all that stuff. And then to know that the. Like the big kind of the big wings in the in the thing is like oh, that's really neat. Uh,
1: yeah, one of those things was really helpful for people trying to understand what you know containers were all about and you know how Docker worked and stuff. Uh, um, but I haven't used Docker for ages. Right. Um, in fact, a lot of people are not using Docker anymore. Okay. Um, you know, you've got uh, all these different container runtimes, and uh, uh, in root, I just I really really like it because it gives me it gives you a like a container sandbox. Okay. Okay. So um, it's really friendly for like an end user. It's not their intention. They they're really working on it to be integrated like at with uh, big clusters and supercomputers and stuff like that. Oh, cool. For things like Slurm, you know, with uh, resource managers. It mm-hmm. works really, really well there. And I also I have used it kind of in that context with uh, Jupyter Hub, uh, 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 Jupyter Lab and Jupyter Notebook Server. Uh, it integrates in with that really in a really nice way because um, otherwise it's really a pain to get containers, <laughs> like that. So it, it's very powerful. Um, but I kind of I want to champion it a little bit as for like an end user because, oh, man, it's really a nice way to do it. It's simple and it's it's like really what you want if you want to run a container like as an application on your desktop. Oh, cool. Because, you know, there's no roots not involved. You own everything. Um, there's a whole slew of advantages. Yeah, I I, um, I like it. And it's about time that I, you know, I talk about it. I, I put up. Post up uh, last week or so, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just briefly touched on 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 stuff. Kind of uh, gave an introduction to it, and um, but yeah, I'll be doing more with it for sure. Yeah, uh, and and I'm gonna start including in in my posts where I'm using containers. I'm gonna start including like you know what in root commands and stuff like that I used. Okay. Or setting things up and getting things to work and that cool. you know that gives a, a reproducible that makes that makes the stuff that i'm posting more reproducible for people they can do exactly nice. what i did
0: oh that'll be so, helpful that's cool
1: so yeah right but for the latest use that i made of that okay um, was we've had an uh you know the Nvidia uh, A100s uh, for for a while now but mm-hmm. I haven't really you know we haven't it we took our time qualifying them and all that and and I haven't been doing much because there were so many other other hardware things going on <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. we're going to we're
0: going to mute Don for just a second while he handles the phone call <laughs> just in case just in case something personal we're, we're mutant Don here for just a second
1: I forgot to turn that off hey no worries <laughs> that was the wife by the way and I always answer her, her call um it didn't sound like... It was an emergency or anything like that. So
0: okay. <laughs> we don't want to get you in
1: trouble. Uh, boy, we're having all kinds of those nice, live ish kind of yes today. A little oh. personality in this one, right? Yeah, that's why I like live <laughs> content. Um, OK, well, yeah, what, what I was oh, getting back to. But anyway, you know, all this uh, other all these hardware launches, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, man, let me play with the GPUs. I want to get back to the GPUs. Let me do yeah, some machine yeah. learning stuff. Uh, anyway, that's 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 going to be that's that's it going forward. I'm I'm really uh, good. That's going to be a big focus. Yeah. Um, and uh, w- one of the things that I wanted to do is I, I wanted to really showcase how uh, amazing! The these new NVIDIA GPUs are. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, and I have kind of a soapbox. Uh, I, I've been a I've been a GPU computing advocate since it was possible to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, and you know, in various contexts. Right. And so, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, you know, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, all about uh, all about it um but it's improved so much and nvidia just keeps killing it Uh, you know every every um every compute gpu that they've done has been like doubling wow you know they've had some intermediaries intermediaries like you know turing and stuff where they didn't have or and maxwell where they didn't really have any uh, compute versions of those right but you know like going from um uh, Pascal, to Volta, to now Ampere, these things have just been going like, you know, straight up to the right. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah, you you know, you do that a few times and it's like, whoa, it is up there. And the the thing is that it's getting easier and easier and easier to run code on a GPU. Awesome. Okay, I mean it's it's almost simplistic at this point. Um, If and and uh, you know from from like a traditional standpoint, uh, you've got like C uh, C C plus plus and the Fortran compilers. Sure. Um, In NVIDIA, uh, you know, owns the Portland Group, the PG the PGI. Their their compilers. Okay. Um, and now, that, and that's fully integrated. And they've been working on this stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're they're integrating uh, GPU into those compilers in a, a in an easier way than it has been in the past. Cool, you know, cool. you've got uh, OpenACC, which is a pragma based, where you give like little directives on um, on algorithms that tell it, you know, okay, this thing can go off to the GPU, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, they've had that for some time and it's really quite successful some people have done really well with that they you've they've got li- you know a whole slew of standard libraries that people use for high performance computing right right and you can make those library calls essentially with the same kind of syntax that you would use for calling those libraries on cpu based system oh okay sweet. so it's it's getting easier and easier and they're directly like integrating this stuff in a smart way into the compiler, so that a lot of it just becomes automatic. Okay, so it, it's it's it, getting it better and better and better. Now that's on that traditional end of it. On the non-traditional end of programming, which I'm again I'm a champion of that. Yeah. Um, you take something like uh, uh, Python. You take mm-hmm. NumPy. Sure. Okay. NumPy is uh, the numerical Python. It, it's the um, uh, it, it's kind of a standard. It's a sta- it is actually a standard. Oh, the cool. NumPy API has become like all oh, an accepted standard. Okay. And everybody everybody has these things that have some like NumPy compatibility, or they use NumPy um, data structures and stuff like that. Uh, directly and they're trying to standardize that cool um which is this is a great great effort that's going on yeah and the thing is you've got things like like uh pytorch for example which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite. it's it's mostly numpy api compatible so you've got, and this is a machine learning, uh, an, an AI framework, right? Right. Deep learning framework. But it's got all of the numerical linear algebra stuff in it that you would use for writing uh, any scientific code. Wow. Oh. And, and you can, and if you can write some, your code in NumPy, which is like really easy, right? Yeah. You know, like hundred times fewer lines of code and <laughs> if you can do that and if you can put your algorithm get rid of loops mm-hmm. put your algorithms into matrix and tensor operations then it's just like one line to send all that stuff over to the GPU <sighs> and performance is just boom ah oh. you love so, it. so the the I, and that's where I think the, the future of a scientific Computing and programming is going to be more like that. Awesome. It's going to, you know, rather than, you know, people, are, they're still invest. You've got millions of lines of old Fortran and C++ code, right? And they're trying to port that over. And that that's why there's, you know, a huge effort on the compiler side, right? Um, and, and that's important, but man, I I love something like NumPy and NumPy APIs. You know, TensorFlow has a numpy API. There's Pax, which is a numpy API. There there's a whole bunch of them. And they're and they all work on the GPU. I love it. It's so, man, it seems like in every from from in, in every
0: industry, every time I talk to, to anybody on this show, everybody every, it doesn't matter if it's game development or filmmaking, or like this virtual production stuff, scientific computing, everything is becoming so much easier to get into. Like like hobbyists can, or somebody who's like, oh, I'm I'm curious about this. I wonder if I could just play around a little bit. You don't have to take three four years of school to figure all this stuff out, and you don't have to become a master programmer. You can just I have a graphics card. I have the you know you follow some of the articles you've written, and boom, I can play around. And now I have is this a hot dog, or whatever. And I just it's it blows my mind every time the the barriers to entry are, are just becoming so easy to, yeah. to leap over.
1: It's yeah. You know, awesome. it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and I, I agree with that. I, and it's um uh, yeah, the, there's ways to, to, to dive in and with, I mean, without, I mean, almost just cold. Yeah. And actually do some really like cool stuff. Um. There's also a flip side of it. A lot of stuff has is so enormously complex that to really understand everything that's going on is worse than ever. Ah. But so there's there's it's kind of gone. The the curve has gone up on both ends of this. Sure. Um, yeah, it's. Um, but but yeah, that's very true, and. Uh, to be able to use uh, you know a higher level uh, l- language like like Python with numpy and write serious code with it that r- really performs really really well that's that's uh, I mean that's just crazy um, so I think maybe you, it's time to look at some stuff. I'm, I, I just, I just finished, um, I just finished the testing. Okay. Um, and, uh, um, I've, it, it, it's amazing. Um, and I've started writing up a blog post and I, 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 uh, Uh, I moved a bunch of that stuff over to our site so I can actually share this and Mm -hmm. you can get a preview. It's not going to go up today. It'll probably go up uh, Monday, later Monday. Um, But the the charts are what you want to see.
0: You guys are getting insider info before anybody else on the spot, while it's hot, not even hot off the press, before it even hits the press, before it hits the printer. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm stoked. This is cool. Okay, so you've played – you've gotten a chance to really dig into – the performance of the A100 in uh, this is your classic mix of benchmarks. For, I'm, I'm looking at the article myself here. I got it on my own side. It's it looks you got the HPL, HPC AI, HPC benchmarks, and these are these are pretty much your your normal mix of benchmarks, right? I, I noticed Linpack is missing. Is that more of a CPU? HPL is high performance Linpack.
1: Oh, okay. I, yeah, I these, oh, are, I these are these okay. are the these are supercomputer benchmarks. Okay. Cool. Um, these are these are the benchmarks that are used to rank the top five hundred supercomputers. Wow. Um, in in particular. Um, yeah H- hpl is the traditional one you you usually see some like insane you know petaflops yeah, uh, whatever they're talking yeah. about they're, they're talking about uh uh solving a dense system of uh linear equations with with a, a lin type of uh thing that that's hpl okay uh, and then there's there's a new one The the newest new one is hpl ai and that's the same problem okay but it's done in mixed precision, so okay. so this is traditional uh, scientific computing stuff. This is traditional numerical linear algebra. Okay, um, what you would normally think of as like high-end numerical computing, um, and uh, but one of the big uses now, and even of supercomputers, is people are, are you doing it for training models? They're doing machine learning on right. supercomputers now. The supercomputing <sighs> um world has just fully embraced that cool uh, because they it was like it was really clear that yeah they need to they need to to help with this stuff okay because uh, the, the computing resources can be enormous and that's what you know supercomputing is about right it's the crazy stuff yeah uh, and Nvidia is killing it in supercomputing they have their own supercomputer oh yeah that they own that it it's the the highest performance uh commercially owned company owned uh supercomputer um That's cool. yeah yes i mean yeah it's just great but um yeah let's let's go ahead uh let we'll show uh, this mm-hmm. yeah let me see yeah here we go okay uh yeah this is a little preview of it um yeah uh, I've been debating about the title because, you know, there was been a few things like CPU is dead. Just use the GPU. You know, those <laughs> kind of titles have been suggested. Right. Um, and I had a boring one there, you know, NVIDIA 100 PCI on HPL, HPL, HPCG, benchmarks. That's what I started with. Then I went, I could at least put something in there with a little flourish. Um but so that, that, yeah, this is what's going on here. Um, and uh, in the intro here, I've got the, the three things that we're talking about in relation to these benchmarks. Mm-hmm. Actually, you, know, you can see the whole thing here now. Um, HPL, that's high performance LINPACK. This is uh, this is LINPACK. Yeah. Um, and it, it's always been my, the first thing I ever run on any new computing hardware. It's like, okay, how does it do? How, what's the gigaflops? You know, how much? Right performance can this thing really do because this is usually this is an algorithm uh hpl is tuned by hardware vendors um it's optimized to give best performance okay because it's how they are going to be judged right um and it's also a it's a really good measure for just raw hardcore double precision floating point compute numerical compute performance so it's a it's a good measure. I like it. It has critics, and that's why there's other stuff in the in the list. Right. Uh, but so there's that. That's a double precision floating point performance. HPL AI, the mixed precision benchmark. That's the same thing, but instead of being the traditional double precision, this is a mixed precision uh, with. Uh, uh, 32-bit floating point. Okay. Okay. So single precision. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's nothing wrong with single precision. I mean, it was, there was a time when that's what you had, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, but this is very important for, and, and this is a, this benchmark is a better measure for people doing things that, especially like with machine learning, where they're not using, you know, uh double precision floating point. Right. They don't really need it for, for, um, uh, for optimizing model parameters, you know, in some big neural network or something like that. The, the, um, and so that's why it's tagged with AI at the,
0: Oh, sure. That makes sense.
1: Um, and, and on GPUs, this gives you a huge performance increase when you go to lower precision on CPUs. You don't really, it doesn't make that much difference. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so and, and since most supercomputers have some kind of accelerators now, uh, right. and In particular, they have NVIDIA GPUs in them for a lot of them. <laughs> um, th- this one really made sense, and NVIDIA was not behind. I mean, this is this is a, a real thing done by the um, you know the the people at top 500. And I mean, it, this is a yeah, it's an accepted thing. It's not just mm-hmm. NVIDIA trying to push their agenda. Sure. Um, so it's it's totally legit benchmark but this is the first time i've used it i've messed with it at all Uh, and then there's hpcg and this is high performance conjugate gradients Mm -hmm. and that benchmark uh, was added basically because of criticism for hpl because hpl just focused on one little aspect of a supercomputer okay okay but the the i o the 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 communication the memory performance and the overall i o performance of the entire cluster is equally important at least sure. equally important so uh, hpcg um, is is uh, in there to kind of fit that is to give like a better uh, view of like you know, kind of like more the overall performance of the entire system, um, and it also happens to be highly memory-bound code. Oh, okay. So this is this really is measuring uh, uh, memory performance, and it, in a big cluster, it's it's measuring memory and memory over fabric. Sure. Okay? Okay. Um. So, so yeah, it's another good one. I really like it. Uh. It's that's a great benchmark. There's a lot of code. There, there's a lot of problems uh, like um, uh, traditional numerical simulation where you're you're solving like uh, systems of differential equations. Okay. Okay. So like these, you know, kind of more traditional engineering and physics modeling. A lot of that stuff, and a lot of that stuff is is memory bound. Hmm. So the performance is limited by by memory performance. Um, And you you can throw more cores at it, you can whatever. It doesn't make any difference. Um, And GPUs happen to have just insanely great memory performance. Okay, so that's that's the benchmark. So this this really kind of covers this covers pretty good ground here. Yeah. Traditional double precision floating point for hardcore traditional numerical computing, numerical right. linear algebra. You've got HPL AI, which is more appropriate for like modern things where where these you know uh, machine learning stuff. Right. And then you've got HPCG, which is looking at memory performance and for is a good measure for memory-bound uh, applications. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty good set, and and this yeah. is, these are all these three are used now on uh, systems that are submitted for um, ranking at the on the top five hundred supercomputing site.
0: Neat. Well, that's so, cool
1: because I mean because
0: there's there's folk out there who might want kind of their own little almost tiny supercomputer in a way, which, and so it's important to be able to kind of compare, you know, is my lab, if I buy this expensive machine for my lab, how is it going to compare to maybe rent? I imagine at some points you can rent time on these massive supercomputers. And so like...
1: You can oh, yeah, rent. yeah. They're usually, most of them are, are, uh, are government labs. Okay. Okay. And, and, that, and time on those things is given out with grants and stuff like that. So researchers have you know uh have access to to supercomputing resources they're they're a national resource cool okay so that i mean that's the reason they exist okay um you know there's there's department of energy things that do things uh for military and stuff like that right um um but yeah the, yeah yeah
0: so it's, it's, um, it's good that we do this so that we can kind of compare to the to the, the really big oh yeah, yeah. And,
1: yeah and and you know and and uh, those the, the same qualities that they use for supercomputers are are great, mm-hmm. for, are for a machine that you're a workstation that you're going to be doing, uh, you, you know you're going to be working with. It gives you a really good measure. Yeah. Um. And speak, if supercomputing. The uh, yeah. I'll, I'll when, when we look at some numbers, I'll I'll talk a little bit about about how significant those performance numbers really are. Yeah. Um. The two systems that I looked at is, is one is is our two U four GPU system that's uh, sitting down at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, that that one's that's on an older board. It's 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 a dual Xeon uh, Platinum uh, system with four A A100s in it. Um, uh, yeah, nice, nice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this, for what I'm looking at here, the these CPUs are don't really matter. Right. Okay. Um, the other system I looked at is, is like, okay, well, let me. I'm going to run this stuff since I finally figured out how to actually run this stuff on successfully on the GPU it was not trivial. Okay, running these benchmarks on a GPU is not trivial, and Nvidia kind of hides it from you. They might not like me actually posting. I don't know. Cool. No, no. They'll love it because it just shows how great the stuff is.
0: Yeah. Hey, controversy uh, breeds engagement. So I, I'm okay if somebody gets grumpy about it.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's challenging. It, <laughs> it took me a fair amount of work to figure out how to actually get these things to run. So um but the other system, this is my personal system that I'm actually sitting in front of right now. Yeah, I see the titans uh,
0: over your, your shoulder a, there.
1: Yeah, they're sitting back there. The reason they're sitting back there is because I got a I have a 3090 in there right now. And I actually ran these benchmarks on the 3090. Awesome. And NVIDIA would definitely not like me talking about that. Oh. Although maybe they would. <laughs> because well, the one hundred just kills it.
0: I do remember a time where there we weren't supposed to be putting no, GeForce no, no, cards for, to be, yeah cards so. for.
1: Um and I probably won't in the post, but I'm gonna mention, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. Um but anyway, there in in these in these charts, there's um, there's a bunch of other results. These things are, are standard benchmarks. They don't change very much. In fact, they don't really change. Uh, so so it's a good benchmark over time. So you can you can test platforms and get and really try to get good results, and then you can reference those results as being a reference to that performance on that platform. So now we'll take a peek at this first chart. This is the HPL Linpack. And this, the chart here is in gigaflops. Okay. <laughs> Holy cow! That, that's billions of floating point operations per second. Um, yeah. The things that are in blue are CPUs. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. And the things that are in green are the GPUs. Right. The it's, forty-one thousand billion. Yes. Floating point operations a second. Yeah, that's forty-one teraflops. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that that's that's crazy, and you you're talking about supercomputing. Okay. the The first uh, supercomputer where I, I consulted on did hardware testing for um, uh, deployment of that machine. Um, it ranked. Uh, On the top 500, like 384th or something like that, it cost like over three million dollars, and the performance of that whole machine was like 11 teraflops. Okay, and that's more like that's it's more like one of the A100. Yeah. Wow. Well, well back, but man, it wasn't that long ago, and people are still running that same software. Okay. Wow. So you 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 have to understand. The, the perspective here, the the performance is just staggering. That's yeah, it's staggering. And this is in a single node. Well, that's yeah, this that's, one machine, it's got four GPUs in it. It's crazy. And this is full double precision floating point. That's the real deal. Okay, so this cool. is not. Yeah. So. That used to be an argument about GPUs. It's like, oh yeah, well you can't do double precision, double precision performance. It's just no good. Da da da. Well, Nvidia took care of that. Yeah, and in, in a big way. So yeah, this is it's absolutely uh, stunning how good they are. That's great. Um, yeah, and you know, and scaling is good um the uh yeah uh, two a100s up there said 22 23 teraflops yeah one of them is almost 11 teraflops it's like a pet supercomputer that i did it with a rank that's amazing one gpu um and then these titan v's the 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 two most recent um GPU architectures that had, uh, uh, you know, compute high-performance compute versions uh, were are the Ampere and and Fulta, and then that was Pascal before that. Mm. And you can see the doubling of performance here that so I was talking a, about.
0: There's a comment for, uh, from YouTube that I, I want to pop up here because I think it's relevant oh, sure. to what, what, what we're saying. Ron Kaplan on YouTube he says, "To be fair, the Q-Blast, uh is probably using low-precision tensor cores underneath."
1: Um. The the on the the okay yeah I I probably the the A one hundred has full you know IEEE seven forty five uh double precision floating point okay um and the I mean this 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 is true when we go to the HPL AI oh okay okay um. And that you know that would be mixed precision, um, but he, but yeah, he's got a good point there. That, but the the thing is, the, this is the full benchmark. It's every the uh, residuals are fine. You know, this is the full calculation, okay. um, and so it's totally comparable here to the the CPU. Um, now, uh, okay, but, yeah, uh, good point, Ron. Uh, I, I got some. I got some more numbers for you in here too. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Ron Kaplan is. Uh, uh, I really ad- admire and respect. He's done. He's doing great work with. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, re- really cool stuff. And, and in fact, he tested on this machine. He, uh, we, uh, you know, set him up t- for him to do some testing on this machine. Oh, he's cool. got some really nice code uh, where he's using uh, uh, OpenACC uh, pragmas for accelerating his stuff in very highly memory bound code. OK, so it was like really happy to, ha- to have him on the system trying things out. Cool. Um, but I mean, I mean, back to my point about the mm-hmm. The performance here, uh, you can see with these Titan V's. Now, that was a Titan V. This was the the, you know, that was the desktop quote card mm-hmm. that Nvidia did. Uh, you know, this little puppy. Yeah. A few years back, it's only got twelve gigabytes of memory on it. Um, and there there was the V one hundred, which was the you know, the the Tesla. <laughs> Um, but this is, oh, wow, what a really cool card. And it, it's got, you know, that uh, the, the floating point, double precision floating point performance. Um, the, uh, but yeah, you can see that doubling of performance. You, you look at That's that intense. one Titan V, you know, five teraflops down here, you, you know, five and a half teraflops, you go up to the one A100. And it's ten, eleven teraflops. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, and they just, wow. it was the same way with pa- going from Pascal. It was pretty much the same mm-hmm. thing. They keep doing it, and they say that they're they're not slowing down. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> okay. and, um,
0: and, to, to, and I know some of our audience may not maybe edging more toward like the the force the enthusiast uh, crowd, but much like much like. Intel's main business is not consumer CPUs. Nvidia's main business, or their main focus, at least, is definitely not like their gaming stuff funds this stuff. Like,
1: yeah, it's it's the reason their stuff exists.
0: Yeah, they're because all in on machine learning and, oh. and all of this stuff. They they they're sell cool. yeah they sell video cards to gamers to to fund science stuff like this. That is their real purpose yeah, and man. when they, if they're saying that they're not slowing down on this side of things i 100 percent believe them they they yeah. this this is what they want to do to the core is is science stuff cool. i know i know that kind of generalizes things but it, it this is where they they want to dominate and they are killing it and they're killing it
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff i could say about that but we'll we'll we're not. Some we sometimes we're not allowed to. That we not. Um, we can't say I, too much. <laughs> yeah, I've got to point out here that the um, uh, the the top uh, CPU result here is actually mm-hmm. staggeringly good. That, that's the uh, Intel new Intel uh, Ice Lake. Uh, oh. Z. Oh. oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I I tested that a while back. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I logged in, uh, Supermicro gave me a, a login to go in there and fire up and run some tests on that. And I, you know, of course, I did these things. Yeah. And that was the best CPU system I have ever tested. It's really, really good. Okay. And, and that's, and there's a lot of argument for, for CPU. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's still strong art. There's a lot of code that that's where it's going to run, and CPUs are, are better than they've ever been. Oh yeah. Um, but if you're just looking at this right here, and in order to get that stellar GPU performance, you know, those are that the performance went up tremendously with the problem size. Oh, so this is very much benchmarking on my part. Okay. Okay. I I ran I I. Um, I did real benchmarking. I tried to get the best performance I could possibly get out of it. Okay, Uh Uh so day to day, real world, your mileage will vary, as they say. Of course, Um, but that's the same on the on the on the CPU side too. This is highly optimized. I mean, that's Intel MK one 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 MKL optimized versions of those of the same benchmarks. Okay. But yeah, all the way down to my little my own machine, my (laughs) my little uh, AMD uh, eight core machine, which I love, by the way. Um, But you know, I mean, just the magnitude of of difference here is just—it's insane, it's staggering. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, this 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 blew me away, and this this makes me say like, okay, you really need to be running your code on the GPU. Okay. I mean, you you need to make that effort to port your code, or if you're working on new code specifically, do it. And you know, in in my opinion, Nvidia has won this battle. Um, <laughs> there's been accelerators for 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 decades, yeah. And the only compute accelerator that's really been successful is the GPU. Um, And, you know, and NVIDIA did all of the right things to propagate that and to move it forward. So there's a whole slew of new accelerators coming up, you know, and some of them are are going to be outstanding. I have no doubt. Um, But man, it's going to be really, really hard to compete with NVIDIA because they have set the bar so high. Yeah. Um, And their, you know, development tools are really, really good, too. So anyway. That's HPL. That's my favorite (laughs) method. I've got, I've got some performance. I want this to be reproducible. So um, yeah, that that four by a one hundred. This is a huge problem size. That's one hundred and forty four thousand system of of equations being solved. Okay, so yeah, it's it's really uh, yeah, it's big. And is Um, that
0: is that time in minutes or?
1: this time Wait, uh, is funny it's kind of a funny measure here this is more like yeah it's more like seconds man. it's insane <laughs> i mean look at that bar right yeah yeah so, yeah so um, it
0: knocked out it knocked so out one hundred forty-four thousand. but
1: it is parallel. yeah i'm not i'm not cons- sure exactly what wall time is okay um
0: we'll come back to that.
1: But yeah, yeah, I will have to make note. I mean, it, it goes by pretty quick. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a, there's there's a bunch of time for the setup of the problem and, you know, a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. Once it starts cranking in on on, you know, doing the uh the solver starts cranking in, yeah, it goes by pretty quick. It's wow. insane. Okay. Um uh but yeah, I've got one I missed one here cuz I actually accidentally overwrote the output file. Oops. So I was like, "Oh man, but I, I want I want this stuff to be reproducible so you see my the main parameters that I've used here uh for the HPL dat file uh this is stuff that you that you need for setting the the problem up and this, so this is what I did so these should be you should be able to get these numbers um, now the next one here uh uh HPL AI okay this yeah. is the mixed precision uh, uh algorithm uh-huh. um, and so this is this is using um, uh, FP 32 I'm not sure how this is structured this is the first time I've ever really even looked at it
0: okay
1: so I don't know all the details of this um, but it's using uh, the the TF 32 uh, I think and I, I think Ron is probably kind of referring to that the, the TF 32 is a 32-bit uh, tensor cores. That's something okay. that's new on on Ampere, because they mm-hmm. the the old tensor cores were were sixteen bit. Okay. Um, so so these are and that. Um, and that that's the the tensor cores are kind of funny. Uh, I need to dig refresh really deeply into the 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 uh, architecture specs on on this stuff now because I haven't done that for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But you know that's that provides stuff like uh, essentially like you know vectorized uh, uh, fast multiply ads, so things that happen in in like a single clock cycle on the GPU. Um, so so uh, this is the kind of thing that like can double your performance just boom because you get you get multiple operations per clock kind of thing. Okay. Um, and if you look at the number here. Uh, for the like this. This is, the, and this is the same problem is solving big system of equations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how many equations I did on that. I haven't finished this post, so I don't have all this data up in here. But look at that number:
0: 118
1: tera, teraflops. teraflops. Yeah. See, so this more than doubled what was already that. Say if I put this all of those other results on here, it would just like dwarf everything. Yeah. The CPUs would vanish.
0: Oh yeah. There's, there's no point.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and these, the results that I love this chart and I love kind of actually how this worked out. Um, these results are successful runs uh, solutions of that system of equations. Okay. Okay. The, the residual errors pass the benchmark test. Um, and so, so you know, it, I mean, it's a legit calculation. It's really okay. solving the problem. Um, but now you probably are not going to use that. You're going to use double precision in places where you, like, really need uh, accuracy. You sure. If you use mixed precision, you use single precision, you have to safeguard your code. You have to be more deliberate about... Uh, losing precision in your calculation, accumulation errors, roundoff errors, things that disappear, or stuff that overflows and blows up. <laughs> and um, I have a really nice example of something that overflowed and blew up. I was going to ask about that zero. That zero there. That's what. I'm, <laughs> and I am not sure why this happened. Um, the 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 this algorithm. The, this code is said. This is what NVIDIA uses for testing on supercomputers. Right. Okay, so I mean, the very first thing I had to do was was uh, uh, tell it that, no, I don't have any Mellanox and finiband adapters. Oh, yes. Okay, of course. so I mean, this is expecting I, to be. No, I don't it, have any. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is this is this is what they run on their DGX systems. Oh, okay, okay that's, yeah, their, yeah. that's their big heavy iron stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, so. So this is kind of funny running it on on workstations, um, but for whatever reason, however this is structured, and I think it has to do away with how this is set up. The, I mean, the, uh, I had to launch all these call uh, these runs with uh, MPI, um, message passing. This is the, this is um, what you normally run for distributing across a cluster.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. So. Um, I don't know how they have the, all this stuff set up, but when I used one GPU, uh, the calculation would blow up every time. I mean, it, I went down to a very small calculation, yeah. which was way smaller than, than would be reasonable to run on, on you know, 40 gigabytes on these uh, GPUs, by the way. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's 40 gigabyte and an 80 gigabyte version of these GPUs. Yeah, it's crazy. That's... We used to think eight was a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, the calculation blew up. The, huh. the The results come up, you know. I get performance and all this, but it doesn't pass residuals, and I and and, and uh, I get a um, uh, not a number huh. in there. So I mean, it's essentially you know overflowing or underflowing or something is is blowing up somewhere, mm-hmm. and and that's the kind of thing that happens. That's why double precision is the default for scientific computing. Uh-huh. You know, it's possible to, to use lower precision if you're very, very careful about any kind of precision loss. Okay, But man, it can really be hard to find places where you have uh, numerical instability. Um, and then, so the easiest thing to do is use higher precision. I've done calculations before where I've used quad precision. Wow. Okay, 128 bit floating point. Um, wow. Just because for numerical stability, because my code was so unstable, it's like ah, it's up. so it's like oh, let me try it with quad. Hey, it's working. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but um, but so I, in a way, I'm really happy that's in there because it's it's an opportunity to point that out. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but uh, for like model training and stuff like that, for you know. Uh, big neural networks Uh, the stuff yeah this stuff works really great and um there's you know the frameworks and stuff are set up to where yeah, they're gonna, they're they're set up in a way that they're they're really not going to blow up on you very much.
0: Okay.
1: You know, I mean, they it, it's even common to use lower precision, like sixteen bit or uh, even eight bit, which is just insane. Not not so much in training, but sixteen bit sometimes in training. But okay. it's me me me. Not so sure about that. Okay. Um, but this is this is very good, and these these results pass residuals. That's, that's uh, the Titan V did great. Uh, it worked fine with uh, uh, one GPU.
0: Yeah. So um, before before we go on, what what sort of um, just to kind of give context in a, in a, I suppose, like I'm explaining this to my mom, what sort of what sort of tasks like or or like real world examples could you give that that this sort of HPL AI would be is is um would um how do i phrase this like is this is this the kind of thing that um you know would be powering or would tell tell us a bit about the performance of like the tesla autopilot sort of thing
1: facial recognition sort of software like what sort of what sort of real world yeah. example would be yeah, this yeah. it's for actually like for training those models okay 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 cuz that, that you've got you know, large numbers of parameters, maybe millions, even these days, even billions of parameters. Sure. And they don't have to be all that accurate because there's so many of them. Right. You get this this really strange effect, a re- interesting effect with these big neural networks. Um, and it's, it's just the network kind of pick out generalized behavior, generalized m- matches to the input. Um, and those parameters don't have to be super accurate. Okay, in, in fact, good you, enough. Yeah, they they have to be good enough, um, and it, the um, it's because it's in aggregate that they that they have their effect. I see. And um, uh, in, in training, you have to be very careful but it's typical to take a a model and you train it and then you reduce that model you try to make it smaller and smaller and you drop precision and stuff like that you get it down to where it's just an inference engine Mm -hmm. so it's like your hot dog or not thing right it's just like you show a picture and it's like yes or no it's
0: and it'll be it can kind of give you a a gauge almost like i'm 80 percent sure that this is whatever yeah okay so
1: So that's that model shrunk way down, and it can be lower precision. You can optimize the stuff in a lot of ways to get it so it'll run on your smartphone. Right. But this is the measure of what you have to do to actually generate those models. Aha. Okay. This is where this is where, and that's the whole. That's the whole thing.
0: I see. So this is this is building out how how to determine. Whether it's a hot dog, yeah. Then once once it knows this is what I'm looking for in order to identify it, that's when it can become a smaller package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And ah. and scientific computing. I mean the the, the whole uh, this whole approach <coughs> with uh, networks, this modeling approach, uh, is is being used in places. I mean they're doing like protein folding prediction. Oh yeah this way. Yeah. Which is really very, 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 it's a little bit controversial. It's very non-traditional, but it's, there's enough data that it can be successful. These models can learn how to predict some scientifically hard, very hard problems. Yeah. So so this stuff is ending up on supercomputers. People are doing uh, just amazing stuff. So it's a really good, I think it's a really good benchmark to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and, and that this is, this is more like, this is the kind of thing that's more appropriate on your on your gaming GPU sure this is the capability that it has is that this lower precision okay Okay, that that, the FP64 that 64 bit floating point stuff that's on the compute that's on the Tesla right that's on the high end stuff um it's that stuff's not even on the the quadros Uh, oh the quadros are going to be they're going to be more like like down in this area too um Okay, now and th- to Ron's favorite benchmark, HPCG. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a I, this is a great benchmark, and I, I Ron bugged me for a long, long time to start doing this when I tested hardware, and he was right. It was like, you know, this is a great benchmark, um, and uh, this is you know because there's so many there's really important codes that are memory bound, and you that's what yeah. you really need to know about a system. Um, yeah, we've had customers that that have. But you know, like, um, like the original thread wrappers with all these cores, and it's like it's not any faster it's because code was memory bound and they didn't realize it, yeah. And so, they needed more memory channels, they needed more memory performance, and it was like, oh dang, before you know, that, we move on.
0: Before we move on too far, I I wanted to point out there was an interesting article that I thought about, and I I forgot to share it with you. Uh, Earlier this year, and and I think it's relevant to what we were just talking about as how these these frameworks kind of get narrowed down to, to a more... Uh, efficient and specific purpose. Um, there was a a, a a pastry AI that learned to fight cancer. So uh, uh, and and again, I think this is one of those things where it's like once it figured out a certain certain parameters, the the clues that it was looking for in order to identify whatever it was trained to identify could be then used to it to another purpose. The, it was a uh, uh, some some store. Was use, was using um, you know photos of different pastries so that they could charge their customers correctly. You you just run run a croissants and cakes or whatever through this thing. You could tell what it was, and um, and would charge the customer appropriately. Well, it turns out that it it was it was then kind of the the quick the quick thing a system designed to distinguish croissants from bear claws has turned out to be capable of a whole lot more and i just thought i wanted to highlight that as a a sort of you start off with all this this sort of fuzzy data and and if you if you do it right you can then kind of focus it down to a, a more particular Purpose and I thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, you can take these big models that have been trained on one task, and you can essentially go back into them and chop part of the model out, and then plug in stuff that's appropriate for your thing and retrain it on a new data set. It already has a really good general notion of like how to recognize things.
0: And I think that's that's kind of what they did here.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's going on there. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to mention Uh, that.
1: This one, this this benchmark here, again, this kind of rounds out that thing. We've got the double precision floating point, we've got the mixed precision, lower precision floating point performance. Now we're looking at memory performance. And again, okay, the memory on the GPUs, this is this is part of the expense of the GPUs. That memory is expensive, right? And it's very high performance. And on the A100, it's crazy high performance. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it. Um, And yeah, and so this really gets shown off with uh, HPCG with this uh, conjugate gradient probe uh, uh, benchmark. Um, And this is like this is this is reflective real world for a lot of applications. Okay, a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot of reality. is here, um, and this is why, like like Ron is, is like running to, doing his important his code run to run on GPUs because he really needs this, and um, uh, yeah, and, and again, the yeah the GPUs just are just enormously performant, um, and again you can see that doubling in this memory performance again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, wow. Um, so that's that's the, uh, uh, just kind of to round out what's, what's going on, what's going into this post. Um, I'm going to put, that was, you know, I had an introduction there, what I was doing, and then I've got these results. Uh, I'm going to put stuff in here about how I actually did the benchmarks. Yeah. And so I'm I'm using the NVIDIA's um, HPC uh, uh, benchmarks uh, containers on the NVIDIA NGC their their container repository. Uh, this is not a public benchmark. You have you need an account and you need to use a um, uh, an OAuth authentication key to pull these containers. Um, that that that's fine. I mean because you know you you should be a registered nvidia developer anyway right
0: i mean who who isn't these days i mean
1: yeah yeah there's millions (laughs) of them literally really there really is um but but i'm gonna go through how you know uh how i did that and how i you know how i got the containers i used in root to do that uh and this is just a uh clip of uh, a bunch of some notes that i was just command lines i was throwing up here i'll um uh, but I'll go through that and then I'll also these these little bits down here are the uh, the the command lines that that I ended up using to actually run the benchmarks and I had to figure this stuff out because they didn't they don't have it in there it, they have they have uh, like kind of a macro to set up to run by default on a, a dGX system which mm-hmm. is not what I've got so I had to <laughs> Uh, I had to mess with that quite a bit to actually get it to run right, uh, but anyway, it, it worked great, and it was—I would not have been able to do these benchmarks without their containers. I couldn't have mm-hmm. put this stuff together and done it. So this is really cool. I was really happy to find that uh, those containers that are available on NGC. It was like, oh, this is great because I really want to show I really—I knew how powerful the A100 was. Yeah. But I didn't have it, I hadn't done it myself. I've seen the numbers, but it's like, I wanna run the numbers myself. I wanna see it with my own eyes. And yeah, it was really great. Um, You notice I have a little thing here. Uh, What about the RTX 3090? I I can tell you one thing about the 3090 Um, for that double precision benchmark, those benchmarks ran on the 3090. It was like, whoa, hey, cool. I thought they would fail. Um, you know, I, I figured that there were some kind of flags in there that it would detect. That it was not just the GA one hundred or G A one, you know, whatever. But um, but they, but they worked. A kind of <laughs> the, the uh, HPL the double precision one. Now on the, the the on the consumer cards, whatever, they do have double precision flowing point capability. Mm-hmm. but it's very small compared to the single precision so for example that uh, rtx 3090 that that was like 525 gigaflops that's still pretty good that's not bad a yeah. few years ago that's what I was getting out of a dual xeon yeah. years back right it was like, and I'm happy to get it um, that's but you compare that to what was it 10 11, flops. Sure, it's like over twenty times the the A one hundred is over twenty times more performant for the double precision. Yeah, so that's why you don't do. You don't really use the GPU for the double precision. I mean, you can validate code there, and it runs. Okay, okay. I mean, I just thought it's like, hey, yeah, I got decent results there. I mean, it worked. It all, it worked. Um, the um, I had the exact same problem with one GPU on the mixed precision code. Oh, I really wanted to see that one run on here because it's like, oh, yeah, because this is where like the 3090 would probably would do really pretty good. Right. I would expect it to do very good. And I know that it would, but it failed the residual test. I saw Mm. what the performance was. and The performance was, I mean, given the calculation ran. What it, the floating point ops would have been. It was like, oh yeah, okay, that's up there. <laughs> uh, but the result was junk because it, it blew up. But it blew up the same way it did on the A100 when I just used one card. So this is something to do with how this whole thing is set up. And, and okay, I don't know. I hmm. I don't know that if I can solve that with that. Benchmark or not, and and in reality, it's like yeah, probably want to run like you know a TensorFlow uh, ResNet fifty or something like that to be comparing those kind of things. Yeah, Um, and I'll do that, and I'll you know I'll make that comparison. Um, But then and uh, the HPCG, I ran NVIDIA's optimized HPCG from that container, and it ran just fine, and it was something like um, yeah, uh, like one hundred and forty two uh uh gigaflops that i got out of that uh that's compared to like uh what 227 gigaflops on the uh a100 i mean it's pretty good it's not oh yeah yeah memory performance on 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 these gpus on on like 3090 it's really good and there's 24 gigs of memory on that 3090 that's a nice gpu and and it's going to have that you know um that nice single precision performance, that that AI, that machine learning kind of training performance, th- those are very good, very good GPUs. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, and you know, you see my little conclusion there. Uh, the a- A100s are was <laughs> great. It's yeah. Like, yeah, insanely really great. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make a little bit more discussion than that. Okay. Sure. Um, but but yeah, my my main my main point here. Um, is, and, you know, I'm on my soapbox. It's like it, if you're doing new code, especially if you're doing new code, mm-hmm. you should be thinking about accelerated performance from the get-go. And and a really good first step would be to try to write your algorithms, to write your stuff up uh, with Python and like NumPy and then try to use like uh, PyTorch, use a machine learning framework then to make your life really pleasurable <laughs> <They're great laughs> and whether you're doing machine learning stuff or not, they're fantastic for general scientific computing. And people don't know that they don't realize that those frameworks are general purpose frameworks. Okay. So if you can do an, a NumPy implementation of your code, you can do that essentially move that straight over to like point torch. and they're they're making that they're trying to standardize that api so that'll just be like seamless it'll just go awesome um but you can do that and then you can just tell it to like with one line to say run it on the gpu and so you can get that performance you can see what that's really like and that gives you a basis for uh, further optimization if you like okay this code really has to be done in in C++ and whatever this is a this is your code to check your algorithms with and work on your optimization and and do all that stuff if I was doing code a serious project to, that's exactly what I would be doing and there's a chance that I would not go any further than the numpy implementation Wow okay you know I, I I would do I would write it up in Pytorch and run it and write up my papers and uh, go on to the next project right and I would do it in a matter of a few weeks probably instead of a few years like wow. like my doctoral thesis was <laughs> uh, Fort, Fortran there by the way yeah um, wow. but um, yeah, so you this, you see what I was saying about earlier when I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about these GPUs. This, yeah, that's great. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really pleased. Um, wow. Yeah, for, for, you know, an old, old guy like me, right, who's been doing computing for a long, long, long time, I look at this and it's just like, no way. <laughs> I, can, I can hardly believe it because I think back when I was running my, you know, doing my my quantum mechanics, doing my quantum chemistry stuff as a grad student, and it was like, oh man, you know, we've got hundreds of thousands of times more performance now. Yes, it's like science I fiction. I have actually run that, I've I run that same code that I did back then. I've written that up in NumPy and run it. I And yeah, yeah, it works really great. Oh, that's so <laughs> cool.
0: Wow man that's oh, I, I love seeing this kind of stuff and, and hearing you talk about it it's all it's always great
1: well you know we we did this we did this one on short notice we did and yeah it, and the thing was it's like yeah okay just now I'll do it because i've got something i'm really passionate about and i'm working on it right now so i can mm-hmm. i can easily talk about it i can yeah. easily talk about in route too sure. um <gasps> But uh, yeah, that's what's going on, and I had I haven't seen a single question. No, um, there was there it's was early on that, that really you think needs to be addressed. I I'll, I'm had we're over already. We're over yeah. already. Uh, um,
0: over. there was Ron had Ron had asked uh, Ron Kaplan asked is Is there Mac support coming for EnRoute? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say probably not. Apple and Nvidia kind of don't like each other.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I I don't know. InRoot's a really nice project though. Um, I I don't know. I yeah. I honestly don't know. I don't see really why it wouldn't work, but I don't think they're working on it. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: the yeah. The focus of, of it is definitely Linux, uh, and, uh, and 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 really, and they're doing it. The, the guys that are really working on it are are doing this in the context of uh, resource managers like Slurm. Mm. Okay, and and um, uh, being able to you know schedule containers in that kind of environment in in a supercomputing kind of environment. Um, but I, I know for a fact that it works in WSL on Windows. I, I've run it on there, and it actually runs with GPU support in WSL, WSL 2 on Windows. It ha, if you, But you have to be you still, they made advances on it, but it, you, you still at this point uh, have to be in the Windows uh, insider dev right. channel build of Windows in order to be able to use GPU for compute. Within Linux on WSL, right? That's really really cool. And Enroute does run just fine in there, cool. and, and Enroute runs fine in a virtual machine. Okay, um, you you can yeah you can run this uh, on clouds. You can. I'm not sure if you can run Enroute inside of an Enroute running container. Maybe not. I don't I don't want to even think about that. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, it works just fine in virtual machines. Um, uh, it integrates really, really easily with a GPU, with the a, a live NVIDIA um, uh, container, whatever. Um, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Expect to see more about Android. It's really nice. It's really nice. And it's simple enough to use that it's it's even if you're you're doing stuff with like Docker um, or Podman. Podman is really a great alternative to Docker. And I'll probably talk about that. It's a lot more friendly for an end user because it runs in your space and and not. Um, you don't have to have uh, system demons running or anything like that. And okay. um, root is very simple because it, it allows you to take a container and create essentially a sandbox that you ch- that you truth, you change root into that um, a- along with namespaces and stuff like that. So you own it and you're running in the container and you can even a- actually. Go in there and edit that sandbox. You get from outside of the container, and, and they've got things like um, uh, bundles, which I just started playing with. I, I barely even mentioned it on the the post, and uh, uh, Jonathan called me out for it because going, hey, I was really wanted to get your take on bundles, and it's like, I'm sorry, I haven't even really played. I tried it. It was like, oh my God, this is great. You create these like NVIDIA dot run files,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? that you that people have seen. Uh, You could do this with enroot with a container that you've got going, that you've got stuff set up to run. Do that and move it onto a system that doesn't have enroot on it. And just run this run file, and your stuff runs. Wow. It's like, okay, this is really nice. (laughs) I'm going to be doing that for my benchmarks. I'm going to wrap all my benchmarks up in these bundles uh, so that when I go to. Uh, do some new hardware. All they had to do is throw a, uh, an Ubuntu uh, uh, Server on the system and then boom run. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, that's gonna be great right on all right.
0: Um, I think think that about brings us to the end then. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you're going
1: to give, give away all your whole en route hour. thing. I can talk about yeah. En route for at least an hour. You give away
0: the whole en route, <laughs> en route talk before before we get there. So um yeah, we'll we'll call it there. Uh, that definitely we're a little over. Um, and it makes up for the fight gear and out the YouTube stuff. So we're fine. Well, um uh, yeah, so thank you, Don, for, for giving us a rundown on the on the A100 stuff. And uh, keep an eye out, audience, keep an eye out for the uh, full write-up um, soon. Probably Monday, I think, is what you said.
1: Monday or Tuesday at the latest, yeah. Sure,
0: sure. But it's, you uh, guys... Get... should
1: be a good... I, if the post is coming out pretty good. I think it... Yeah, it's nice. I'm I'm yeah. happy about this.
0: It was a good uh, early look behind the scenes of, of the re- performance results and stuff. And it's, of course, it just mind-blowing like amazing so <laughs> that's really cool uh and uh yeah so thanks don for taking time out of the day uh to, to give us this rundown it's always it's always so, so much fun talking with you don uh I yeah you. it's so great fun. and uh, thank you as well to the audience for joining us today we do this every friday 1 p.m pacific uh we bring in our our experts like don and matt and everybody else to, to kind of give us a rundown on performance the crossover software and hardware and uh, we've also sprinkling in um, our support team and consultants as well as outside experts uh, who you know give us tips and tricks and advice for what they do and so uh, make sure you mark your calendars for that every Friday 1 p.m. Pacific and uh, yeah we'll see you all next time
1: bye see y'all
0: you all